Now? Now? Now. Good. Okay. Now I'm on. And I'll end up probably pulling this off in about 10 minutes. Because I'll be done in 10 minutes. No, I'm just kidding. <sighs> good to see everybody. Uh, if, if you don't know me, my name is Genesis. Um, good friends call me Jen, um, for short. Um, and I'm, I'm covering for Dan today. Uh, Dan is, uh, actually they're out at Disney, so he's not like out in some like, you know, work trip or anything like that. He's enjoying Disney with his family, which is, is a good thing. It's a good thing to, uh, to spend time with your family and, and, and have a vacation every now and then. Trust me, y'all will know once you get in our shoes. Back, the back row knows. <laughs> so, um, but it, I, am, uh, I am happy to be here. Um, I'm scared to death to speak in front of everybody, anybody, really, uh, in front of a group. So, um, so um, this is fun for me. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so I'd, I'd like for smiling faces, head nods every time I say anything, so, I mean, if y'all can just do that and smile the whole time, I'd be totally, I'd, I'd be feeling the vibe. So, um, we good? Smiling, nodding. Good. Awesome. Um, so, what, are we, what book have we been in this, uh, this past couple of weeks? Does anybody know? Mark? Somebody said Mark, right? Who wrote the book of Mark? Mark. Good. Two for two. Um, what year was the book of Mark written in? What's that? Yes. It's all right. I'm not really looking for the right answer. I have to look it up. I don't know. So I got to, you know, I know it's after, <laughs> it's probably bad for me to say that, but I just don't have that memorized. But anyway, okay, so we're in the book of Mark, right? Um, first, first week, what did we talk about? Does anybody remember? You get brownie points if you, I don't know what brownie points are, but you get a high five. Right. Mark 1 was uh, the one thing, the one key to Christianity is Jesus Christ. Good. Um, that's, yeah, so we started in Mark 1, 1, basically. Um, what did we do the second week? Which was last week, right? Looking at me. What did we do, uh, <laughs> what did we do last week? What did Dan talk about last week? Yes, that's part of it. Good. Um, but there was more than that. So we talked about, really, we talked about who Jesus was, right? What was his identity? Do you remember that? What was his identity? Yes, good. More. More than that. A little more than that. That's pretty good in and of itself. But um, don't we, do you remember we talked that Jesus was God, right? Jesus and God. One and the same, right? In the Trinity, right? He was God. He had the authority, the power, um, and the, the level that God had, right? Jesus was God. You remember that? Anybody? You recall that? Okay. Oh, you remember. Okay. I didn't know if you had a question. Okay, cool. So, um, you know, as we're walking through the gospel in the book of Mark, uh, today I have a tough conversation. Uh, I, have a, I have a tough uh, topic um, we're, uh, we're here to talk today about why he came, why Jesus came, um, came to uh, earth. Why was, he, why was he here? You know, um, obviously, if Jesus was God, I mean, he could have just, you know, stayed where he was at in heaven, and, you know, everything was good. But there's a reason, there's a mission for why he came to earth, right? 
Yes. Oh my goodness, I'm done. All right, see, it was shorter than I thought. She already answered the question. So yeah, I'm here to talk about sin. That's pretty awesome. Oh my goodness. Um, okay, so I, I start off with a question. Uh, my question is, well, she already answered, but it's all right. Uh, what do you think is the biggest problem facing the world? And I don't want any answers because we've already answered it. But, you know, when you have any question to ask, what do you typically do? No, no, I mean, when you have a question and that you don't know the answer to. Yeah, you're right. Oh, my gosh, you answered my question. So if you, if you have a question and you don't know the answer to or you'd like to figure out what other people's answer, what do you do? Yeah, exactly. That's what I did. I Googled it, okay? So um, I Googled that specific answer or question, and I just wanted to, you know, tell you what, what you know, Google responded with. And there's, there's you know, two... Two uh, websites where I found, uh, one was basically citizens from Europe, uh, essentially people in the European Union. This was in 2011. Um, and uh, I want to start with the bottom going up, okay? So 2%, and this was a poll, it's from the Eurobarometer. I, it sounds like a really legit poll, so I'm going to go with it. The Eurobarometer in 2011 polled... Um, citizens from European Union and asking them, what do you think is the biggest problem facing the world? Um, and the answers are as follows. 2% had no idea. They just said, don't know. Um, I feel bad for the 2%. <laughs> I feel like you have to know something. Um, 3% said proliferation of nucle- nuclear weapons. So, you know, um, whether that be, you know, uh, nuclear, I don't, I don't even know. So 4% said war, like, in, like global war. Uh, another 4% said spread of infectious disease. Uh, 6% said increasing global population. I think that 6% was kind of greedy because uh, they don't want more people on the earth. So that's a problem, right? 7% uh, said availability of energy, whether that be, um, you know, uh, not enough power producing light or that's the physics stuff. I'm not going to go into that either because I don't know too much about that. Um, 11% said terrorism. 16% said economy. 20% said climate change. And 28% said poverty, hunger, or lack of drinking water, which are, which are all very serious problems. 28% said poverty, hunger, lack of drinking water. Um, I want to go in America now. Uh, I don't even know where this poll was. I can't remember the source. And you got to know the source of the polls because you got to know the source of the population. But having said that, I didn't I didn't cite it here, but I'm just going to say this was taken in 2015, probably a conservative group just because of what's on top. But I want to read these out. Um and there's a lot. There's, you know, uh healthcare issues, racial issues, all that that weren't that didn't even make the top 5. Um number 4% of, uh, of the people in the poll said poverty, hunger, or homelessness. 5% said ethical, moral, family decline. Uh, 6% said terrorism. And another 6% said education. Um, 11% said economy. And 18% said, what do you think the 18% was? Government, yeah. 18% said government. Which is, uh, which is kind of crazy to me, just looking at those two differences. I mean, 2011, 2015, I know there's differences there. But in America, government seems to be our biggest problem, you know, in America versus, you know, this question. Obviously, there's a, you know, there's, it's how you word the question also. But just to show you the differences, 
I mean, these people, yeah, it, it, it kind of shows you that uh, it's almost subjective in the sense that it depends on where you live, what your biggest problems you're facing. Um, it depends on, you know, what's going on around you, all that good stuff. Um, and, uh, and obviously, you know, the, you see the disparity between, you know, America's statements and, or America's uh, um, issues and the rest of the world or rest of Europe's issues. Um, Per se, so I mean, it kind of, it kind of, that kind of left me with the, you know, with the question of, um, if these are all, and, and a lot of those were very big problems, obviously, but if these are the issues, um, you know, what does God think of it? Is 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 our biggest problem? What's the biggest problem facing the world? What does God think, right? Um, and and, what's your name? Yes, your name, Grace. Oh my gosh, Grace, up here told told us the answer, which is sin. Sin is the biggest problem facing the world. And this is, this is what Jesus believes is the biggest problem facing the world. And as a Christian, uh, I, I, would, I would definitely agree with that. Um, so what I want to do today is I just want to talk about what sin is, um, why, two reasons why it's the biggest problem facing each and every one of us um, in this room, outside of this room, just the world in general. And... Um, and then we have a little video, and then and then well, I'll kind of uh, wrap it up after that. Um, but uh, what is sin? Simple definition. What is sin? Can anybody anybody tell me what sin is in their own definition? Disobeying God. Disobeying God. Good. Uh, very simple. Uh, very simple um, definition. Um, in in uh, the New Testament, there's actually multiple Greek words, and I'm not a gl- Greek scholar, but I just I found this, and I was like, oh, that's good. Um, there are actually multiple Greek words for sin in the New Testament with um, hamartia as being the most frequently used uh, 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 word to describe sin. And it literally means um, to miss the mark or to make an error, right? To miss a mark or make an error. Um, now, I, of course, that kind of draws away from the, you know, disobeying God, but in the sense, you have to think about it in the context, the literal meaning of missing the mark or making an error is just like, um, in, in general, you know, uh, um, did anybody watch the Jaguars game this Sunday? How many times did we miss the mark or make an error? Just think about the field goal kicker. How many times did he miss the mark, <laughs> make an error, right? So, so you can kind of see, you know, just kind of a, a mess up, basically, right? Um, has anybody, and this, I just wrote this down, but th- uh, um, I was thinking about this earlier. Has anybody played the game Flappy Bird? Oh, my gosh. See, everybody. Okay, so how perfect can you get? What's the highest score you've ever gotten on Flappy Bird? Anybody over 10? Anybody over 20? Anybody over 50? Okay, 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 wait, wait. No, I'm really interested in this. Is anybody over 100? What? What's your highest score? Oh my goodness. The middle school girls are just winning at everything. That's incredible. 200. Okay, so 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 Flappy Bird for those who don't know, it's just a game where you tap your phone and basically this little bird, yeah. This little terribly terribly created bird is supposed to fly or jump in between two pipes. Yeah, you're supposed to time it right. So it's, all you hear the whole time is burp, 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 burp. Yeah, it's crazy though. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't. I think ten is the most I've got. Anyway, all right. Um, 
So 200, that's amazing. I think we should all clap for that one. But still, but still, you weren't perfect because you did it 200 times and you still missed the mark just that one time and you crashed and burned. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, but that's pretty good. That's really good. Okay, so that's a little bit of what, that's a lot of, not a little bit, a lot of what sin is like is, is um, when we miss the mark, when we mess up, um, and I'll, I'll kind of define that a little bit more, but the Bible, um, in the most simple definition of sin in the Bible is basically transgression or violation of the law of God or the commands of God, um, and that's in, in 1 John uh, 3, 4. Um, Actually, yeah, First John 3, 4. I don't have that for some reason, but that's okay. Um, so that's a very simple definition. So, again, I want to kind of uh, focus on this a little bit. Um, does anybody know the Ten Commandments? Everybody's heard of the Ten Commandments that's been here? Um, so we can kind of take that original law, and there's much, there really is, there really, there are much more, no, is there, there's a lot of commandments. There's more than just ten, really. But, uh, you know, we can go with the basic Ten Commandments and, and kind of do a checklist to see if we've ever sinned, okay? And uh, you already know the answer, I think. I know the answer for me. Um, but, I mean, I just went, you know, through the Ten Commandments and, and, and asked myself if I've ever done that, yeah. Um, so the first one, just going down the list of the Ten Commandments, um, you shall have no other gods before me, okay? Um, that's the first commandment. Uh, second commandment, you shall not make... For yourself a carved image or like any likeness of anything that is in heaven, that is that is in heaven above, or that is in the earth beneath, or that is in the water underneath. So don't make any idols. Basically, you should not uh, bow down before them, uh, bow down to them, and or serve them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God. Um, that's uh, we're in uh, Exodus 20, by the way. I'm just going to go through these, but. Um, Another one, you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. Um, uh, verse 8, remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. Um, verses 12, honor your father and your mother that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. Um, verse 13, you shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you should not bear, bear false witness. Um, you shall not cover your neighbor's house. Okay, so I just rattled off a bunch of them, all, the Ten Commandments. So if you, you know, you think about those Ten Commandments, and yeah, a lot of them are, are really serious, right? Like you should not murder, uh, commit adultery or steal, or, you know, those big things, but that you may not, may, you know, have ever done. Well, steal probably is, a, probably is one that everybody's done at some point, but think about that. Um, if you've ever broken any one of these Ten Commandments, um, you have already sinned, okay? You have at least one speck of sin on your, on your self, on your soul. Oh my gosh, my iPad. So, um, so that's, what does that show you? That shows you that, um, that it's tough, right? You, can, you, you really, it's almost impossible. It is impossible to live life without sin, Right? Um, and, and some people would say that's unfair, but, uh, but we have to understand that God is the creator of this world. He's the authority, so he makes the rules, and we are subjected to his authority. Um, you know, uh, a lot of people will question, you know, well, uh, is it really sin if, you know, if, um, 
you know, if God's being unfair for it or, you know, this or that. Um, and, you know, we'll get into that more. But, um, you know, a, an easy way to simply think about sin is um, it's typically characterized as a selfish act. Um, a good way to be reminded is, is I is in the center of sin. Okay? So sin, S-I-N, I is in the center of sin. So a lot of times sin is, is, is you know, uh, the bare definition of it is, you know, being selfish uh, in, in what you do and not really reflecting who God is. So um, I want to I break down why uh, two primary reasons why uh, it is our greatest problem. Uh, let's first, everybody turn to Mark 9, 43 through 47. This is the first reason why I think um, sin is, uh, is one of our primary problems. Uh, are, are one of our greatest problems, um, and this is a tough, uh, this is a tough uh, um, set of verses. But I, I think it really shows you the reality is that that sin leads us to hell. That's the that's the the stark reality of what sin is and what what happens when we have it. Um, this is Jesus here saying, um, and I'll, I'll start by reading uh, verse forty three, um, and Jesus says, uh, "And if your hand causes you to sin." cut it off. It is better for you to enter life crippled than with two hands to go to hell, uh, to the unquenchable, unquenchable fire. Uh, verses four, uh, verse 43, and if your foot causes you to sin, cut it off. It is better to, for you to enter life lame than with two feet to be thrown into hell. Uh, verse 47, and if your eye causes you to sin, tear it out. It is better for you to enter the kingdom of God with one eye than with two eyes to be thrown into hell. So, I mean, this shows you Jesus takes sin and hell very seriously um, to the point where he says, you know, you, uh, you should get rid of that, that appendage of your body um, that, uh, before anything that leads you to hell. Now, I'm not saying, you know, uh, to take this right now, to take it literally or anything like that, to say, you know, if you feel like, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not saying that, but, but you can you can read this and see how serious sin is, right? Um, uh, and that's any sin at all. Um, um, he takes it very seriously. So that's my first point there. Um, uh, the second reason why it is our greatest problem is that it is a disease that affects all all of man. It affects every single one of us. No one can get rid of it by themselves. That's my son. <laughs> Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so no one, uh, everybody, it affects every single one of, uh, one of us on this earth, and it affects every single, uh, and, it, and it is a disease that affects, uh, that, that, that not, none of us can get rid of ourselves. Um, uh, and I'm just going to rattle off a couple of verses here. Uh, Romans 3.10, I think if you've been in small group at all, you've heard this, um, stated, no one is righteous, no, not one. Um, 1 John 1, 8, if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. Um, Psalm 51, 5, I was sinful at birth, filled with sin from, my time, uh, from the time my mother conceived me. So you see, we were born into sin. It, it, it is in our nature. It's in our genetics. Um, you know, it seems like a tough, a really tough um, doom and gloom type of uh, topic that is sin, but it is a hard truth that, that the Bible teaches, is that every single one of us are born with a human nature um, that, that includes sin in it. So um, even my son, 
Even my son, my sweet, old, cute, beautiful son, he sins. He's not there, sorry, because um, he's sinning. I'm just kidding. He's not really. He's not listening to uh, to to mommy and saying don't 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 whatever that is don't, don't grunt. So so but guys, I, I mean I, I know I know it's kind of um, it's kind of a, a a simple idea to think. Oh yeah. So we've all sinned. We all are sinners. Um, it's in our nature. It's in every single one of us. Um, so what do we do? You know, do we just say hey? You know. I accept it, right? You know, there's nothing I can do. Um, uh, do we just say because I, because it's part of my nature, there's nothing wrong with it? No, I don't. I don't think that's what the call is here. Um, and I'll explain that a little bit more. Um, everybody, turn to uh, Mark 12, 28, 31. And this is again another way uh, that uh, that sin uh, creeps up in our lives. For those who are still saying, you know, hey, I, I never. I never sin at all, or my sin's not that bad, or anything like that. Uh, Mark twelve twenty eight through thirty one. Um, Jesus was asked. Well, I'll just I'll, I'll just uh, start reading here. Uh, one of the scribes uh, came up and heard them disputing with one another, uh, and seeing that he answered them well, asked him this: Which commandment is the most important of all? Jesus answered, "The most important is is this: Hear, O Israel." The Lord our God, the Lord is one. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. Um, and then the second commandment is this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. Okay. So so God asks, uh, somebody asks Jesus, you know, what are the two uh, most important commandments? Uh, you've heard these verses before. The first one is love the Lord your God with all your heart with all your soul, and with all your mind and strength, right? Um, this means to put God first in our lives, you know, to, 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 to keep him, you know, at the top, and, and everything that we do is through God and, and, and is in light of God's grace um, and all these great things. But, you know, but the question is, um, do we keep that 100% of the time? Is it, are you able to do that 100% of the time? No. No, nobody. Uh, if you have, if you've ever loved something more than God, you've missed the mark. Okay. If you've ever decided to do something on your own power instead of relying on God, then you've missed the, you you've sinned against God in that way as well. So you know you can see it's like it's a lofty lofty standard that God has that we can't we can't keep a hundred percent, right? Because why? We because we have sin. We have sin in our human nature. Um, the second part here is love your neighbor as you love your, as yourself, okay? Um, so first, love your neighbor, meaning to put others' needs before yourself, basically, you know, simple definition. Have you ever hated someone? Yes. Have you ever um, put yourself in front of somebody else, uh, your own wants and desires before anybody else? Yes, right? Um, the other part here is um, to love yourself. Have you ever not loved yourself? And hated yourself, uh, you know. Uh, the answer is yes, right? You hated yourself. You know, I've hated myself in the past, and and so I've missed the mark on uh, on both of these commandments. So, um, so that shows you. I mean, uh, that 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 you in it of yourself cannot avoid sin by yourself in your own strength. You can't avoid sin. It shows you. It affects every single one of us in this room. Every single. Uh, 
person in this in, in, in on this earth. Um, well, really, in people in space, I guess that you know, or astronauts and stuff. But you know, every single human born, it affects every single one of us. Um, so, so that's why those are the two greatest problems facing the world. Um, the question is: so then, so you know, so Jesus came, you know, to say. Uh, so Jesus, knowing that that's our greatest problem, he's here to cure that, to cure that issue, right? Um, but I, I want to. Um, I got a video that Dan gave me to play. Um, I, I think we're gonna watch that first, and then uh, I'll kind of, uh, kind of develop this more. So, um, can you hit the lights? Thanks. If you ask people why Jesus came, you'll get many different answers. Some people would say he came to bring peace on earth. Others that he came to cure disease and end the sufferings of the world. And others that he wanted to change society, to challenge people's opinions and give us an example of how to live. What would you say? Why do you think Jesus came? Mark's gospel doesn't give any of those as the reason Jesus came. According to Mark, the reason Jesus came was to rescue rebels. Once again, Jesus went out beside the lake. A large crowd came to him, and he began to teach them. As he walked along, he saw Levi, son of Alphaeus, sitting at the tax collector's booth. Follow me, Jesus told him, and Levi got up and followed him. While Jesus was having dinner at Levi's house, many tax collectors and sinners were eating with him and his disciples, for there were many who followed him. When the teachers of the law, who were Pharisees, saw him eating with these sinners and tax collectors, they asked his disciples, why does he eat with tax collectors and sinners? On hearing this, Jesus said to them, it is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I have not come to call the righteous but sinners. Here are two groups of people, the good guys and the bad guys. The bad guys are made up of people like Levi. The tax collectors in those days were even more hated than they are now. Not only did they cheat people out of their hard-earned cash, they were also traitors to their country. The good guys were the top religious leaders of the day, the teachers of the law and the Pharisees. Everyone thought they were the best you could possibly be, purer than pure, always doing everything right. Who would you expect Jesus to hang around with? Since he claimed to be God, you'd probably expect him to be with the good guys. When God comes to earth, you'd expect him to be with the great and the good, mixing with the rich and famous, enjoying the company of the religious people, the good people. Surely Jesus would wait in the first-class lounge, relaxing in the warm with a hot drink, not hanging around in the cold shadows of the platform. But this is what Jesus says to them. It's not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I have not come to call the righteous, 
but sinners. So Jesus is saying here, I've come for sinners. I've come for people who realize they are living as rebels in God's world. Jesus makes it quite clear that he is here for people who realize they are bad, not people who think they are good. Jesus knows, however, that all of us are bad. All of us are sinners. But like these religious people, many of us don't think we're sinners. Imagine for a moment that this room has in it a complete record of your life. Every word, every action, every thought, every motive, every internet website, every phone call, every text, every moment of the night. Nothing is hidden. Nothing is concealed. Nothing escapes. On CCTV, in photographs, in reports, document after document, video clip after video clip, all that you are, all you have thought, all you have said, all you have done. Now imagine that this room is opened up to your friends and family. In fact, everyone you have ever come into contact with. Now there'll be things in here that you feel quite proud of, things you'd want people to see again and again. There would probably be parts that would be intensely boring, but there would also be bits you wouldn't want anyone to see. Maybe it's something no one knows, not even your closest friend. If my life were on display in this room, I would hate it. I wouldn't be able to stay. I would be utterly ashamed. Would you, if you're honest? So why are we like this? Jesus gives us the answer. For from within, out of men's hearts, come evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, malice, deceit, lewdness, envy, slander, arrogance and folly. All these evils come from inside and make a man unclean. The problem, says Jesus, is our hearts. That's what makes us unclean, which means we are unacceptable to God. If we were to trace all the evil in the world back to its source, the place we would end up is the human heart. But, you may be saying to yourself, I'm not that bad. I know I'm not perfect, but I'm not as bad as that. Well, look at what Mark wrote later in his book. One of the teachers of the law came and heard them debating. Noticing that Jesus had given them a good answer, he asked him, of all the commandments, which is the most important? The most important one, answered Jesus, is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. Why is loving God the most important thing? The Bible tells us that God made us. God keeps us alive. God gives us every good thing we enjoy. We live and move and breathe and think because of Him. So our response should be to love Him. 
Now, love here doesn't mean sending God Valentine's Day cards, writing him poems, or buying him chocolate and flowers. It's much more than that. It's about your heart, your soul, your mind, your strength, everything about you. It's about worshiping him, honoring him, and obeying him. The really scary word here is all. Love God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. He should have all of everything from us, but actually, he's had all of nothing. We decide exactly what we will do with our heart, soul, mind, and strength. We give our hearts to lots of things, but not to the God who made us. We don't even know what He wants, let alone try to obey Him. We develop relationships with others, but we neglect the main relationship that we were made to have. And instead of loving God, we live as if we were God. If you think about it, everything in that room, the complete record of your life, it's true. Each and every one of us rebel against our loving Creator. That rebellion is what the Bible calls sin. Sin is a serious problem, the most serious problem, and Jesus warns people about its consequences. We are in very real danger. Sin leads to hell. He spells this out very clearly in Mark chapter nine. If your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life maimed than with two hands to go into hell, where the fire never goes out. And if your foot causes you to sin, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life crippled than to have two feet and be thrown into hell. And if your eye causes you to sin, pluck it out. It is better for you to enter the kingdom of God with one eye than to have two eyes and be thrown into hell. Jesus warns us here that our sin leads us to hell. If we reject God, then ultimately God will reject us. This isn't easy to talk about, but I hope we can see that the reason Jesus warns us about hell is because he loves us and he doesn't want us to go there. He describes hell as a place where the fire never goes out and there's no rest from punishment. According to Jesus, we should do anything we can to avoid going there. If our foot causes us to sin, we should cut it off. If it's our eye, we should cut it out. But as we've seen, our biggest problem is not our foot or our eye, but our heart. And we can't cut out our heart. So what can we do? That's why Jesus came. As he said himself, it's not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. He understands the problem, and he knows what to do about it. He came to rescue us. You might think that you don't need to worry about this stuff at the moment, that there's plenty of time to sort these things out when you're older. But who's to say that you won't die tomorrow?
<laughs> All right, so yeah, that last part was pretty. Yeah, that part was that last part was definitely pretty dramatic uh, in the video, um, but I, I don't want y'all to take it lightly. Uh, the reason why is because um, you don't know when your next breath is, and I and and, and I think you know the video kind of tried to uh, had a tone of kind of like you know scary tone, but but it's a real uh, m my my point here is that we shouldn't. Um, we shouldn't take sin lightly. Um, and, and it does matter. At every age, uh, sin affects us uh, in some way. Um, you know, he said, like, he said that you didn't know, uh, you don't know when your next uh, day will be, if, if tomorrow you'll die, right? Um, I wasn't going to bring this up, but uh, I don't know if anybody saw the news, um, but with what happened in Oregon, okay? Um, you know, where, 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 the, where the, there was a guy in, at a school that pulled a gun out and, and took people's lives, namely Christians, right? And he injured others. Um, so death is a very real thing. Uh, it's a very real thing. Um, and and it, it, sin is a very real thing. It, it, it affects every single one of us, and it can't be taken lightly. Um, I just want to, I, I don't want to end here. Uh, the reason why is because it, it is an incomplete thought in a sense. Um, because, because God didn't just allow us to have sin for the sake of us suffering. I don't, I don't believe that that's why God allowed sin. Um, what I do know is the reason Jesus came on this earth is to cure that disease, which is which is which is a slave, being enslaved by sin, um, and uh, Jesus died on the cross. And, and next week, I believe, is to cover the cross specifically, um, and it'll kind of take you know since we're walking through the gospel with different components, uh, when we get finished through the whole thing, you'll see the bigger picture um, that that that. Um, that God basically, this is what the Bible is about, is to complete um, his story um, of Jesus dying on the cross for each and every one of us to cure our sin. Um, I want to uh, read uh, why Jesus was the right man for the mission. Um, I know he is he's the one true God, uh, the sinless, the only sinless person to ever walk this earth, um, and he's God as well. I mean, one and the same. Um, verses First uh, Peter. 2:21-24 for to this you have been called because Christ also suffered for you leaving you an example so that you might follow in his steps he committed no sin neither was deceit found in his mouth when he was reviled he did not revile in return when he suffered he did not threaten but continued entrusting himself to him who judges justly he himself bore our sins in his body on the tree that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. By his wounds you've been healed. Um, everybody in here, um, whether you, whether you uh, believe in, 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 in God or, or claim to be a Christian or not, um, this is what happened. Okay? Um, Jesus, the only sinless man, um, was the perfect sacrifice for, for, to, to justly um, uh, that, that God requires to, um, to, to cleanse us of our sins, to cure us of that disease. 
And so he was the only sacrifice. And he, he um, basically bore our sins on that tree that we might die, um, that, that, that he might die uh, with our sins so that we may be forgiven. Um, he was a sacrifice that God required. Um, and and uh, the, the one requirement to, to, to enter heaven, to, 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 um, to be cleansed and forgiven of your sins, is to believe in Christ, that he is the Son of God, uh, to, to, to put your faith in, in, in him and him alone. Um, and, and that is all that is required. It's a gift um, of grace, nothing that you and I can deserve um, or ever work to try to get. We can put as many band-aids as we want on our, on our sin, on our imperfections, but ultimately there's only one way to cure us of that disease, to, to cleanse us of that sin, and that's through Christ and Christ's blood. And, um, and it's a gift uh, that is offered up to us and, and um, to every single one of us, and, and all, we do, all we have to do is accept it. Um, I know that I know it's a you know kind of an incomplete message, and again, I I, I encourage y'all next week to uh, to come and uh, listen to the next section because I think it really wraps it up really well. Um, and if you have any other any questions, um, we have adults in the back that I know can lead you the right way, or you can come up to me. It's a little easier to to talk one on one about more about it. Um, but I do um, I do pray for everyone here um, that 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 we just. You know that that God shows each and every one of us our sin, and and, and in light of who He is, and um, to gain a more under more of an understanding on that. So I'm going to pray um, to to wrap us up. <clears throat> Everybody, bow your heads. Father God, I just I thank you, Lord, uh, for God for just bringing us here together um, to talk about a, a difficult a difficult topic, but God, a real topic. Um, uh, a topic that 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 uh, an affliction that 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 affects every single one of us in this in this room, Father. Um, God, I know that that uh, that you have uh, that you sent Jesus to die on the cross for our sins um, to care to cure that uh, that affliction, God, and that only you um, only you are able to do that. That we can't do that of our own, God. I pray that um, you. Reveal that sin, uh, the, the depth of our sin in our hearts, Father, so that we can see, um, Father, that, that only through you are we uh, made righteous. Only through you are we justified. Um, through Christ alone are we justified um, um, uh, with, with, our, with our sin and, and, and justified um, and made right um, in your eyes. Only through Christ alone. Uh, I pray, God, for every single one in this room that you... Uh, that if we have any questions or anything like that, God, to um, to give us the courage uh, to walk up to one of the adults or um, walk up to me, Father, uh, just to just to uh, God to ask these questions so that someone can help us uh, uh, kind of sift through this tough uh, tough uh, issue, uh, Father, and ultimately maybe just someone to pray with, uh, Father. I pray that you give us the courage, each and every one of us, the courage to talk to somebody about it. Uh, we thank you, Lord, uh, for sending your son uh, to die on the cross. And uh, we thank you, God, for the plans you have um, uh, for us, God. And I, I just thank you, Lord, for um, each and every one of the uh, people in this room. And uh, I pray that uh, um, you uh, just bless the rest of this week, Father. Um, in Jesus' name, amen.
All right. Uh, Sunday, small group. Uh, Wednesday, we'll be back here. So y'all are dismissed.